Welcome to Fire and Soul. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, former TV retail host turned digital CEO of a seven-figure coaching and training business. Fire and Soul is a weekly dose of personal and professional principles to help you take inspired action from an awakened soul for epically aligned results. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered and transformational podcast. I believe the universe rewards the brave and that I'm here to awaken you to your infinite potential with less hustle, grit and grind, more ease, grace, and flow. You ready? Let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul. I'm so happy that you're here. It's a really special day over here at the uh, Fire and Soul HQ. Very, very special guest. We're going to dive into that in just a moment. David Meltzer is coming to the show. But before that, you know, listen, I know so many of you that tune into Fire and Soul have an impact on your heart that you would like to put out into the world and touch more lives. And yes, also be able to get an ROI. You'd like to be able to make an income equivalent to that impact. Now you're going to hear in this conversation, Dave and I talk a lot about how when people promise you a get rich quick scheme, it is in fact a scheme run for the hills as fast as you can, right? Unless it's something around a proven framework that has social proof, credibility, and all the capability to help you right exactly where you are, get into alignment with selling and scaling in a high integrity way online, but with something super specific. So not just like sort of generalized themes, but a very sophisticated, very specific way in which you can launch your first paid program. And that's exactly what I offer up in my Fire and Soul Academy. Yes, Fire and Soul Academy is a spinoff from the show, inspired action from an awakened soul for epically aligned results in the form of making an online impact. So whether you're a coach, trainer, expert, rising entrepreneur, small business owner, or someone who just wants to get something started and you don't even know what that is yet, you can join my 90-day mentorship where I will take you through the way in which I built my first six figures and then the $190,000 that I've invested in my own life and business growth in the past 24 months, I pack it all into Fire and Soul Academy and I only open up this program once a year, my friends, and it is open right now. Class kicks off March 22nd, every Monday night, 5 p.m. Pacific for 90 minutes, plus your full-on client concierge, maximum accountability, and everything you could hope for so that you can recoup your investment by the end of the 90 days by launching, yes, your first curated an effective masterclass into a paid program where you, my friend, will change lives. And it's a program and a blueprint that now has social proof. Dozens of people just like you who were considering going through it now have gone through it and have all recouped their investment as well. You'll be able to duplicate it every 90 days. How does that sound to you? Oh, it's got to be music to years. Well, if you're interested, head on over right now 
Grab your spot because I'm only opening this up to 24 students. 24, that's it. michelle-sorrow.com slash academy. Again, that's michelle-sorrow slash academy. I would love to see you in there. Now listen, all things come down to if you really want to sell something online, you've got to start with a pitch. And what would you say if I told you that you could statistically increase your chances of selling your product or service, even if you're just starting out or you've been struggling with selling? Well, today I have five proven steps plus a bonus that you're going to love to help you do just that. Basically, today's episode is a step-by-step for fast-tracking you from struggling with selling your product to selling like a pro, all by perfecting your pitch. Now, I couldn't talk about pitching without inviting my fellow pitch expert of all experts on the show, and his name is David Meltzer. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this guy, and I say just a little because if I were to list all of his phenomenal achievements, we'd be here a while. David is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing and formerly served as CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. His life's mission is to empower one billion people or more to be happy. He says money does not equal happiness. I mean, this is a really good mission, right? This simple yet powerful mission has led him on an incredible journey to provide one thing, unparalleled value. And you'll see what I mean in this episode. And David is an expert of all when it comes to crafting a pitch that sells, and he's also going to provide you the follow-through after you've pitched. These are five tangible steps plus a bonus that you need to implement into your pitch to actually make it sell for you to get that impact done. And one thing that, of course, you know I love to do is learn from people that are having success in different areas. And I want to tell them, I want them to tell me, excuse me, how they get that success. And then I apply it to my own business for my own unique way of doing business. And that's exactly what we're going to do here today. You are going to love this conversation. Get ready for 30 minutes of pure gold. Let's not wait any longer. Let's bring on David. Welcome to the show, David. It's such an honor to have you here. I'm thrilled to be with you today, and I love learning from people like yourself that have had tremendous success in so many different areas. Where do we even begin? Because I can't do it justice, how about a brief intro in your own words, and then we'll dive into all things pitching. I think even better than the success is what makes it so valuable to speak is the dummy tax that I've paid because... (laughs) I've made extraordinary mistakes in my life, and I think my superpower is learning from them and carrying on to a better place. So there's a general philosophy about being happy where you are, angling to what you want, using pain as an indicator, not a stop sign, a turn signal to get to somewhere better, a better place, but having faith that inspires you to enjoy consistently every day, persistently without quit, your pursuit of your own potential, not what is missing in your life or what you did wrong or what you don't want, or even worse, what other people want for you, but to really know what you want and have faith that you'll end up somewhere better than that. But my journey is real simple. I started uh, in a world of not enough with a single mom and 
Ended up nine months out of law school being a millionaire, driven by money. Uh, bought her a house and a car, which was my all-time dream. My mission in life was to make my mom happy. And for 10 years after I graduated law school, from 24 to about 34, I had just all the blessed luck in the world. And everything I did affirmed that money buys love and happiness. I Three years after I got out of law school, we exited for $3.4 billion for the company I was working for, went to the Silicon Valley in the wireless proxy server space in the mid-90s and raised hundreds of millions of dollars in the internet boom. And then by 30, not only was I a multimillionaire, not only was I CEO of Samsung's first phone division of what then was called convergence devices. Today, we call them smartphones, but it was a Windows device, not even an Apple device. That's how old I am in 1999. (laughs) But I was actually got married to my dream girl who I met in the fourth grade who hated me because I threw an egg at her at sixth grade camp because she won't go steady with me. So everything in my life, even getting a job after Samsung with Lee Steinberg, as you mentioned earlier in the intro, the most notable sports agent in the world. Not only was I rich, but I had access to everything. Every single, you know, I was a sports person. So Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, Masters, Kentucky Derby, Breeders' Cup, ESPYs, Emmys, Oscars, Grammys, you know, every award show, golf tournament, every millionaire, billionaire, entrepreneur, celebrity, athlete, entertainer, I had access to. And the funniest thing was, for the first time in my life, I wasn't happy. And uh, so that was the journey that I had to figure out from a world of not enough where I was a victim. Everything happened to me when I was little to this world of for me where I bought things I didn't need to impress people I didn't even like. And to this world by losing everything, I talked about that dummy tax to a world of more than enough, more than enough of everything for everyone where I give my life away as you mentioned, the mission of empowering over a billion people. The only way to do that is to give your life away. But I don't give it away by walking the streets of Calcutta, mind you, you know, giving everything away like Mother Teresa. I believe in compassionate capitalism, which is one of the books that I've written. I believe in making a lot of money to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun in your life. I believe that money does not buy happiness, but it does allow you to shop. And what I teach people is to shop for the right things. And if you shop for the right things, if you buy villages for people to live in and healthcare and food and scholarships to college, if you buy the right things with your money, I promise you that that abundant world of more than enough of giving your life away will make you extremely happy. And it has me as I made back all my money over the last 16 years and created abundance for so many people by empowering others to empower others to be happy including creating a show to teach people how to get what they want by teaching them what I think's the most critical of all techniques and capabilities, the pitch. If you can't pitch somebody, you can't get what you want. If you don't get what you want, you're not going to be happy. It's the starting point. And I love how you reference it around, you know, the pitch is not the answer. The pitch is just to stimulate the interest and to continue the conversation. I don't know if you know this about me, Dave, but um, is it okay that I call you Dave? I'm acting like we're old buddies. Absolutely. We are old buddies. We've together past lives. You don't even remember. I do. <laughs> well, I do remember meeting you in person several years back with the elevator pitch, which is such a funny thing to be full circle here. But in my past history, I worked at QVC and HSN. And so I've now sold, this is a crazy thing to say, uh, over $220 million worth of product on live TV. So I was going to ask you about that. I know you talk about how the pitch, a perfected pitch, right, that stimulates the interest is supposed to generate, right, the next steps of a conversation, a DM, an email, a follow-up of some sort that we do. In my job, I had to close it. 
I had to close them on the spot, 10, $50 million an hour, right? Because it was big business. So how do you see that distinction just from like, if you've got two minutes, you're on the two minute drill on Amazon with Dave Meltzer, and you got two minutes to close, I understand there's due diligence on that level, right? Behind the scenes. But what if you really do need to pitch and close on the spot? Let's start there if we can, since I got the pitch master in the house. Got it. Well, there's there's five steps in order to do that. And what a pitch needs to end with is that you have to be able to capable of articulating value greater than what you're asking for. And those five things that you need to do to articulate the value to be greater than what you're asking for. And that's why you're so exceptional on QVC and on TV and other great people that I know are so great because they can, in a very short amount of time, work through the five steps. So the first step is the most ignored. And the first step is credibility. What most people don't realize is that when you lie, cheat, manipulate, oversell or backend sell, you have destroyed your pitch because immediately people are looking for what's not true instead of trusting you. If you're a hundred percent credible and nobody is, but I wish I could get to this level. If I was a hundred percent credible, that means everybody would do exactly what I asked because there'd be a hundred percent trust in what I said. So I could say, you know, please, you know, email me or just wire me, Michelle, a million dollars today. I'll wire you back two million on Friday. Don't ask me how. And if I was a hundred percent credible, you'd say, okay, Dave, you know, give me your, your wiring instructions. And even if you didn't have the money, you would find it and wire it to me. So I see so many people destroy their pitches because they're not going through their pitch with a fine tooth comb, even when it's unintentional. And I'll give you an example of an unintentional credibility mistake. Uh, We're pitching and I hear someone tell me, you know, our revenue is up 300% this year. Now, I immediately in my head say, if it was significant, you would tell me last year we did a million dollars. Already, we've done $3 million this year. Our revenue is up 300%. And in my head, I'm like, okay, what are they hiding? They must have done like a dollar of revenue. Now they have $3. And so it ruins the pitch because now there's credible things that they're saying. And I'm looking for the oversell, the back end sell, the, the red flags. So number one, go through again and again and again where you can be seen to be discredited and make sure that you illuminate your weaknesses exacerbate your, your, your strengths, but always tell the truth and wow. quantify the value of the truth. The second one you're extremely good at because I've actually seen you on TV and not only are you credible, but you emotionally attach to the audience. People buy on emotion for logical reasons. Those people, and it's an art, which can be practiced as well, we need to emotionally attach. In other words, you need to find out what people like and don't like, because that's where their emotions lie. And if you can articulate with credibility what they're going to like about it or what they don't like about something else and how this fills a need or solves a problem, you're going to do exceptionally well just with the first two steps of the pitch. Now, The last three things are really interesting and they all three can be supported by features and benefits. And now I'm old. So they used to teach people to sell on features and benefits and on QVC, especially there's an art of explaining the features and benefits. But what I find that is far more powerful to support the features and benefits is the quantitative reasons why you're going to be able to use it. And so if we can quantify the reasons, that support the features and benefits, now we're really talking and increasing our chances of closing a deal or whatever the ask is. Now, two, 
is impact. And this is much more important today than it was, you know, when I first started selling. And it's because of the generational uh, advancements that we made that people want to see an impact in what you're doing. And so to be able to quantify that impact and articulate the impact has also extraordinary value. It adds to the reasons, it adds to the emotional attachment, and it adds to your credibility. And then finally, last but not least, are the capabilities We need to quantify the capabilities. You can't sit out what I call in Barney world. There's that purple dinosaur, Barney. Any of us that have been parents have seen that purple dinosaur. And I have and see so many pitches. And I just want to sing this song when I hear these pitches. I love you. You love me. Nobody makes any money. And (laughs) it's subjectively so entertaining. Your pitch is beautiful. All the things are going on, but you forgot one thing. You didn't ask me for what you want. You didn't quantify the value of what you're providing to exceed what you're asking for. You never got to the quantitative value. You're just a big purple dinosaur that I want to hug and love, but no one's going to make any sales and no one's going to make any money or no one's going to eat their broccoli if that's what you're pitching. You can't just pitch on subjective love. You need to quantify the ask. And the ask needs to be specific and the value needs to be there. Compelling events are used, for example, in your trade at QVC, you know, on the limited quantity that look how fast they're going, right? All of these things support that this has more value. This is a discounted from this value and you've bought into my credibility, my emotional attachment, the reasons I explained to you, the impact. And here's the capabilities that I'm giving you. And all you have to do is give me a diminished amount of capability back, the money that is less than what I'm asking for. Because anytime you can do these five things and articulate value, you can ask one simple question, which to me is the ultimate close. No matter what it is, to sell on the spot or to move to the next step or to gain interest or charity, it's just simply, can you see any reason you want to move forward? Call me right now. You can have the product. Can you see any reason you won't want to move forward? Here's the donation link for my charity. Can you see any reason you won't want to move forward? Now eat your broccoli. Whatever it is, they all use the same five techniques in order to facilitate this emotional and logical sale. And I will tell you the last secret that I have that's not beyond, it's beyond these five. Is it five plus a bonus? Okay. All right. Here's the bonus one. Shifting your energy. Yes. I will pick up a phone still today when one of my employees comes in and say, Dave, I cannot get in touch with this person. They never call me back or I get resist. I sit before I call and I close my eyes and I tell myself, this is effortless. I will receive no resistance. I'm going to carry what I call 120 value. And I practice this every day. When I wake up in my meditation, I imagine my room full of $100 bills. And I actually hand out $100 bills all around the world and ask for $20 back. And I feel in my heart and soul what that energy feels like so that when I walk in the room to present or I'm doing my podcast, TVs, movies, speeches, whatever it is, I have 120 value energy. When I step on stage, I'm one of those people that light up a room. You can feel it in whatever it is internally. I have value coming energetically as well as logically, as well as emotionally. Your heart set, your mindset, and the conscious continuum are all aligned with the quantitative value that I'm presenting to exceed more than I'm asking for. I love that. Oh, just dropping the mic right there. 
the heart set, the mindset, and the quantitative value, also known as, if I can, state, right? You got to get yourself in your peak state, your beautiful state, your unstoppable state, whatever it takes before you do the big thing, go through the five, make the ask, right? Because if you're not selling certainty first, you ain't got shit. That's just the way that it goes, right? But can I can I piggyback on a few things in your pitch? Because many of my listeners know I've been doing the show two and a half years. It's top 10 in self-development, but that's just where I lead. It's all personal transformation because I'm sure you know with what you just said that all business growth is an inside job. You've lived enough to know this for sure, right? So that's what the show is all about is helping rising entrepreneurs truly scale. So I sell a live sales mastery program. I've been doing this for years and I have a pitch framework as well. I love the learning from masters like yourself that help break it down in ways where I'm like, ooh, maybe adding some of this stuff. Thank you, Dave. Got but it. can I go back to a few of those steps because we got a lot of newbies listening to the show in my audience. And when you talk about credibility, if they're just beginning and they can't say, ah, uh, I went from 1 million to 3 million or 30,000 to 100,000, right? And they are still using percentages. Is that okay in that case until they get to the point? I mean, what do you say to those who are just starting out? Yeah, please write down these two words if you're just starting out. Radical humility. Mm. The biggest mistake that newbies make is they go ahead and oversell, lie, manipulate, cheat, and they lose their credibility. So if For example, we have 300% growth and we're brand new and it's $1 to $3, then illuminate it, use humor, build emotional attachment, have people like you and say, look, I haven't done it yet, but we're off to a good start. Last year we made $1 and we've already made $3. That's 300%. But I will tell you that nothing's going to stop me from making that to 3000. See, when you're a newbie, what people want to do is they want to trust and like you. They'll trust you because you tell the truth and they've all know that you're a startup. They know the truth will come out. They know that, especially seasoned angels and investors or seasoned business partners or channel partners. So the best thing you can do is illuminate it because what now I'm only looking for, if you're a newbie, is do you have the desire that you must be what you can be? Because I know when you start a business, it's nothing, it looks nothing like a business when it's finished. And that's been true about my multi-million and billion dollar businesses. I, I, my best investment right now, I invested a founding investor in an esport team, which was the Toronto franchise with Meta World Peace and Marcus Colston. And that company, which is worth over a billion dollars now, doesn't look anything like what we invested in. It has nothing to do with one esport team, right? We're building a half a billion dollar arena for esports in Toronto. The business has evolved. So if you can illuminate who you are with radical humility, be as close to honest as you can, but display one thing that you have the desire that you must be what you can be. I'm all in. And so are most investors because they're going to bet on a jockey of a new company, not the company. Oh, see, there it is. We always come back to that certainty, that state, which was your bonus. But I think it's the whole enchilada because I've seen people just build out of nothing. I built a seven figure business with no ads, no email lists and not even knowing what the heck I was doing. But I had an insatiable drive to serve and I could sell. Right. But still, when I got started, I had to be on it. Which you bring me to something else, because when you lose that credibility, even up front, right, people are watching. 
they're watching, like they're going to be around in six months, a year, 18 months, right? Like you said, it morphs over time. But then with consistency, you prove out that credibility with that honesty, with that integrity. Then people are like, okay, you know what? Now I want to invest. But I have a question about that too. You and I both came up about the same time. I think I'm just a smidge behind you, my friend. So thank you for leading the way. But what about all these marketers out there that say, learn this and turn your sales page into a six-figure blueprint in 24 hours or all of these get, okay, I can see your face right now. It kills me because I know the number one way to beat out all my competition is one thing. It's called integrity, right? But it's the long haul. But people think with credibility or with their pitch, they got to promise shit that they cannot back up. And I'm like, that's the fastest way you're going to be out of business. So what do you say is the antidote for those who are trying to rush in to make something happen before they even really know what they have? I always tell people, you know, the reason that people aren't successful is they don't understand time Mm -hmm. and perception of time. So here's the reason people don't succeed is because it takes 90% of the time you think it will, 90% of the time you think it'll take just to get to where it's apparent that you've had any type of progress. Meaning to me, it's about 25% of the way there. 90% of the time that you think it's going to take to get to 100% of the way there gets you to 25% of the way there. And then it takes 5% more of the time to get to 50 and then five to get to 100. Well, here's what happens. 99% of the people quit before they get to 25% of the way there. Of the 1%, another 99% quit before they get to 50% of the way there. And then finally, the 1% of the 1% make it to 100. Why? Because they start listening to what's missing. They start listening to what other people say. They start listening to what they don't want. And they start slowing down the process instead of enjoying the consistent, persistent pursuit of their potential, continuing to accelerate, grow, exponentially grow, believing in compound interest, not just of money, but compound interest of effort. That consistent behavior. And you can't run other people's races. I love seeing people standing in front of cars they don't own and houses they don't own, promising stuff that will never come true. I have a saying, the truth will always come out. So if someone tells me, you know, Dave, why should I work with you when you're telling me, you know, that this could take 20 years in order to effectuate building my community for, you know, we both have some of the top podcasts in the world. It takes time. And this guy said, if I give him $10,000 a month, that I'll be a top podcast or a top book or no, you need to build a community. When I met Gary V. Four years ago, Super Bowl, and he tried to convince me that I could build my own brand as what I called the middle-aged mutant turtle. I was helping him with his sports agency. I had no idea who I helped AJ, his brother. I had no idea like what this whole thing was about. And he asked me, so tell me, what would you be looking for? I said, two ambassadors in year one. And he looked at me and goes, what's an ambassador? You mean followers? I said, no, I want two people. After, if I'm writing my book, speaking, podcast, all the stuff I do, I just want two people at the end of the year that tell at least two people they have to watch all the stuff Dave Meltzer does. Mm -hmm. And if I can do that every year, within 20 years, I'll be the most popular 70-year-old on the internet because I'll have 2 million people as ambassadors, people telling 2 million people a year that they must watch everything that Dave Meltzer does. And that would then turn to four, eight, 16 exponentially. The problem is, you know, in five years, I'd have 64 ambassadors 
in my strategy and everybody in the world would quit after spending. I used to give an example. If I gave a 20 year program right now to people and said, it's $10,000 a year. And here's what I promise two new ambassadors every year that will get you 2 million ambassadors. How many of you would still be around after five years after paying me 50 grand with 64 ambassadors? No, nobody, but you would be around Right. Maybe after 10, when you paid a hundred thousand dollars to be at 2000 ambassadors getting me, or you definitely will be around after paying $200,000 to have 2 million ambassadors getting 2 million ambassadors, people that will do anything to watch and, and listen and to buy your stuff. And they just don't have the patience. They don't understand time. They don't allow things to happen. They have no temperance between persistence and patience. Ah, so well said. Thank you for that. It's very true. People want to get rich quick and they're not willing to put in the work. I always say, and I think I got this from my mentor, Tony Robbins, which it sounds like you might know him as well, <laughs> that people highly overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10. It's actually a Jim Rohn quote, but it's so true. I just look back on my own journey. I'm sure you do the same. Like, oh, bending time, right? Staying consistent. Like, I'm not in a rush if this truly is my legacy. I have one question to follow up, though, on the pitch. So you've got this killer pitch, and you've just given us the five to thrive plus a bonus thank you, which the bonus, I think, is the heart of everything. What is a really effective follow-up? So you've stimulated interest, right? What's one of the best DMs you've ever received, either on LinkedIn, Insta, Facebook, and you're like, I don't even know this person? And either they, they sent it 12 times, and it was just so good and succinct and so good enough to get you here. As I know that happened with us, my friend, I'm not going to use myself. In fact, your team reached out first. That was on LinkedIn, but that's how this happened. So that stuff is powerful. But what's an effective follow-up now that you've stimulated interest in your pitch? So for me, it's called a follow-through. And the reason it's called a follow-through is that I actually create a plan that lessens the resistance. So I call it a go-no-go plan. And determined upon the pitch... I actually have a sub-close that says, okay, now you're buying, interested, et cetera. How do I manage and develop that vision? Now that we share a vision, how do we manage and develop that, which is, in my opinion, 80% of the work. And so I create, whether it just be a quick phone call, email, voicemail, or, you know, I've dealt in enterprise sales. So I've done full scopings with long go, no go plans that dictate, you know, six months, 12 months, 18 months of go and no go by getting people conditioned step by step to get in alignment and agreement, plus to keep them accountable for time. See, what happens is we leave things uh, to the universe and the universe loves to take us in different directions where if we go ahead and utilize the mathematical equation of luck, meaning what I pay attention to and what I give intention to equals the coincidences in my life. Well, let me allow you to give you a roadmap to the coincidences by creating. So our next steps are. I will call you on this date at this time. And at that time, this is what we're going to do. If you're still aligned, we'll move forward to the next step. And whether it's a two-step go-no-go plan or a 200-step, it to me allows for statistical success, alignment, and accountability, which are three of the things that create resistance, why people uh, start losing deals that they've already had from the great pitch that they've created. Another one is just understanding no. I give a whole training on your relationship with no. And I have a beautiful relationship with no. I have, you know, one philosophy that says I'm only 25 no's from getting what I want. Yeah. <laughs> so when I get, when I get no's, 
Which that's, is why if you meet my wife, you'll be like, oh, that's how he got such an awesome wife. <laughs> he, he must have got to 24 no's and then he finally got a yes. And then the second one is the three no rule. And this goes to your state. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is a magical one for me mm-hmm. because I believe in open minds. Mm-hmm. And I believe part of the process of getting what I want is to determine whether I'm working with an open mind or not. The reason is, is that it takes a thousand times the effort to close someone with a closed mind than it does someone with an open mind. Mm. And so no is helping you to qualify the open minds from the closed mind. So in any situation, if I get no three times, which is not just getting a, a no on the phone, it's, oh, sorry, I forgot our call, or I got a flat tire, I couldn't make it, or you forget which, you know, believe it or not, I've done before. And that's why I'm a student in my calendar. I can't believe how many big calls I've missed in my own life. But on the third no, I always go to the person and say, look, this is obviously not the right place at the perfect time. I would like to move forward. If you would, please call me back. But if not, let me know when you are approximately, because I'm not a big statistic guy. I joke around. The only statistic I've ever heard to be true is 99% of all statistics are made up. So (laughs) let me make up one for everyone. Approximately 50% of the time, people that go through the three no rule, they call back. And 50% of the time, I never hear from them again. Now, which one's more valuable to me? Believe it or not, I think the people that never call me back are more valuable. Let me tell you why. Because all I've done is accelerated the person who was already open-minded and wanting to do business with me, whatever percentage that people are. But imagine the time, money, resources, and relationships that I've saved because I've let people that would never do business with me fall away or fire from my life. And to the thousands of percentile that this is true. And if any young salespeople or newbies are out there or new pitchers are out there, trust me, know you are made by the people who say no to you. It's the most valuable thing you can have as a qualifier to find out who has an open mind and who has a closed mind so you don't go chasing after the closed minds. It's so true. And yet so many of us, especially with social media, can get caught up on vanity metrics like I poured my heart into my pitch. I put my video out there. I'm going live. I've got this awesome content and I'm not getting any engagement. It's like, right? Are you checking in? Is this landing? Are you messaging in the way that they need to receive it? Are you stimulating interest? And if not, use that, right? For your pivoting and how you market, but then don't get caught up in who's not interested. You can't miss what's yours. That's just my ultimate philosophy in life. There's enough for all. Speaking of enough for all, I cannot wrap us, my friend, without hearing you say in your own words about this incredible epic mission that you're on to empower a billion people to be happy. Can we hear you talk about it and how we can get involved and be a part of your mission? Uh, You're a blessing and you're part of my mission. And first, Mm -hmm. don't limit me. You'll get this. Don't limit me. It's over a billion people, not a billion. Okay. Uh, We're going to live. We live in between infinity and limitlessness. So I've been doing trainings for over 20 years. I've written books. I speak. I coach. I have TV shows, movies, all for one purpose. And that's Mm -hmm. to empower a thousand people like you, Michelle, to empower a thousand people, to empower a thousand people to be happy, to teach them how to make more money, help more people and have more fun, to live in the context of faith 
both currencies, money and faith, to live in the pragmatic world and the spiritual inspirational, aspirational world to empower someone like you that I know through the different teachings and the different exposures and conversations and collaborations that we do are going to empower so many more. And if we can create a collective consciousness mm. with over a billion people of abundance, mm. we both are talking about more than enough of everything for everyone. You talked about it several different times today alone, and I've seen you talk about it before. But if we can create a collective consciousness of abundance of more than enough of everything for everyone, one little particle of light overcomes a million particles of darkness. Imagine what the world would be with a, over a billion abundant people. And all I have to do is find a thousand people like you. And I know that you'll empower a thousand to empower another thousand and we can get there in my lifetime. And so that's my mission. I do trainings every Friday. The replays are top podcast in the world with the playbook. Spotify, Entrepreneur, of course, Apple, Google, et cetera. Just check out the playbook. Watch the replays if you miss. If you want to get my books, exercises, guides, they're all free. I don't charge for anything. Just email me directly. You can register for training live, david at dmeltzer.com. And as always, I appreciate you. And I look forward to doing more with you on all of my platforms as well. You are a blessing. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, It's our pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. And we'll be sure to add all of your resources in our show notes, my friend. And be sure to catch Dave weekly on Instagram at 8 a.m. Pacific. You're going to get just unbelievable value there and all the other platforms. Dave, thank you very much for your time and uh, can't wait for the next time. See you soon, my friend. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Soul podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.